today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. So I would really challenge you, don't take my word for your belief. My job is to present you the word of God. You need to search forth the scriptures yourself to study them, to to seek the Lord. Don't rely on man to lead you to the Lord. Lead on the Lord to lead you to the Lord. It is a great privilege that God has given to me to to teach the Bible. I enjoy it with all my heart. Truly do. There are many elements of our beliefs that are considered offensive in today's culture. As Pastor Eric expresses in today's message, while our goal shouldn't be to offend, we need to boldly speak the truth in love. When offense is taken, we should lovingly seek the Holy Spirit and study Scripture to discern the truth. Well, let's join Pastor Eric for part one of his message. Do you also want to go away? If you have your Bibles, would you open them to John chapter 6 as we get into the Word of God today? The Gospel according to John... We have seen in chapter 6, we've seen some mighty things that Jesus has performed. We've seen some great conversation going on back and forth with the multitude in Christ. And uh, we've learned that the multitude has been following Jesus for quite some time. And when I say multitude of people, meaning thousands of people have been following Jesus. And they've seen him do mighty, mighty things. First and foremost, they saw him heal their sick heal those who were diseased. Then they saw him provide for them physically to feed their physical need for food. Uh, They saw that, how he blessed them with five loaves of barley and two fish feeding a a multitude of people, 5,000 as is recorded in John 6. And not only did Jesus perform physical healings, physical fullness, but Jesus also ministered to them the truth about everlasting life. He gave them the most powerful message a person could hear when they are alive, and that is eternal life. Now, last week we saw that the multitude had a hard time kind of understanding this, and we'll kind of see more and more uh, their hard understanding of what Jesus taught Today's message, you guys, is a very challenging one, one that I think is necessary for us to hear in such a time that we live in. I titled the message this morning, uh, Do You Also Want to Go Away? Do You Also Want to Go Away? And we'll see here that Jesus asked that same question to his disciples, the 12 that were following him. In the remainder of John chapter 6, we will see, though, that Jesus still has a heart of compassion on the, on the multitude. He tells them uh, in the, the remaining of this chapter that he is the bread of life. And again, he tells them he is the one who brings everlasting life, as he has been teaching them as we've been studying. But we will see, though, the multitude, many of them didn't accept this teaching. Many of them rejected it. Many of them walked away. And that breaks my heart. It's just thinking about the people, seeing the picture, uh, the picture of people walking away from Jesus after him saying that he is the bread of life. He is the one who brings everlasting life. The multitude responded to Jesus as we will see. This is a hard saying. Who can understand it? 
But the truth is, is that we can understand it. We can understand it by the grace of God. We can understand the sayings of Jesus. And so today, church, in the time that we live in, many Christians, as time continues to go forward, many people who profess Jesus Christ will walk away from the faith. They will walk away from the faith. Faith meaning their profession in Jesus Christ. They will be departing. If you think about it, we live in a time where people are easily offended. Uh, You say something, I'm offended by that. You see it in the news, you see it on the internet, you see it around this world, it's not only in this country. We live in a time where people are easily offended. And the spirit of offense also lingers within the church. Many people get offended in the churches today. Uh, They get offended by what's taught from the pulpit today. Thinking that it's the pastor, and maybe it is sometimes, I don't know those, the other pastor's hearts, but I can only speak on my, my heart, is that when I'm up here, I, my job, my responsibility that God has called me is to teach God's word. And however it affects your heart, that's between you and God. Yes, I have different beliefs, I, I have my take on things, but God has gifted you guys Uh, those who have a relationship with Jesus with the Holy Spirit to understand his word as well. So I would really challenge you, don't take my word for your belief. My job is to present you the word of God. You need to search forth the scriptures yourself to study them, to, to seek the Lord. Don't rely on man to lead you to the Lord. Lead on the Lord to lead you to the Lord. It is a great privilege that God has given to me to, give the, to teach the Bible. I enjoy it with all my heart. Truly do. But we live in a time where people get offended. They get offended at what pastors say. But if the pastor is teaching the Word of God, really the offense is with Jesus Christ. Paul said this, you guys. Can, talking about those departing from the faith. He says in 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 through 3, Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to the deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. First Timothy 4, 1-3. Now, to a pastor, that is not very comforting words, knowing that those in the faith will be departing. It breaks my heart to understand that. But the truth is that in the latter days, in the latter times, there will be some that depart from the faith. And I believe the main reason, again, this is what the Lord is speaking to my heart. One of the main reasons why people are going to be leaving the faith is because I truly believe it's going to be because they're offended by God's word. They're going to be offended by God's word. They will be offended because the word of God will challenge their selfish desires. It will challenge their heart. As we're told in the Bible that the word of God penetrates the heart. It cuts even through bone and marrow, dividing the spirit. And so many 
I believe, will be offended by the word of God. Because I see it today. I see the offense within the church today. Against the church. The desires of the flesh are so strong, and they will be so strong, that people will stop following Jesus Christ and never return back to him. If you don't believe me that this is going to take place, you can look at our college campuses today. Many children who are brought up in the faith are departing the faith and not returning to the faith. It's a very uh, 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 eye-opening thing going on within our world. Guys, I'm, I'm not sure how much you stay up on the news, but the Supreme Court, in their courtroom right now, there is a topic that when it is passed, when it is passed, not if, but when it is passed, I truly believe, it will open the gates of hell against the church. And what topic is that that I speak of? Marriage. Defining marriage. The acceptance of Gay marriage will bring a true test to see where the professing Christian stands today. Saying no to this will bring offense. How many will turn away from Jesus because they do not want to offend? The heart is is that no, I don't have a I'm not angry or I I don't hate people who practice same sex. My heart hurts because It's a sin. My heart hurts, though, for all sins because they're all treated equally in the eyes of God. And so I'm not picking out this, but this is just a a specific point that where people are, are looking to see what a believer will choose. Will they accept what God's Word says by saying it is an abomination in the eyes of the Lord? Or will they go with their fleshly desires and say, I'm okay with it because I don't want to offend um, it's a very, very heavy and disheartening thought. And I believe that the gates of hell will come against the church because what that will mean for churches, even like us, uh, could bring forth challenges. If I don't marry a same-sex married, uh, a couple, could there be a potential that we lose our 5013C status, our nonprofit? Maybe. I don't know. It's probably going to be more on me than it is on you guys. But I'm willing to say no and follow the word of God. Even if that means that we lose our tax credit and all the benefits that come with that, I don't care. Because I want to be true to God. And I want to encourage you guys. This message is for us as believers today. It's not just for me. It is for you. And, and I have very good news for you guys. Very good news. Uh, Jesus said to Peter, after Peter confessed that Jesus was the son of the living God, Jesus said this in Matthew 16. He says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Even though that the enemy will rise against the church in the latter days, it will not prevail against the church. Does that mean that it won't prevail against these buildings? I don't know. The buildings could fall down. They could be burned down. But the church is you guys. The church is you. And so that should bring great comfort to those who have that 
relationship with Jesus that you have good news, even forth in the times when persecution and attack physically and spiritually, know in your hearts that the gates of hell will not prevail against you. Amen to that. There is a war between church and hell. It's a spiritual war. Church meaning the body of Christ. So ultimately, the war is against Christ. And unfortunately, as we read in Timothy, there are going to be some, though, that are going to be departing from the faith. And so today we're going to look at what it takes to remain in Christ. And again, I believe that this is going to be an eye-opening and very challenging passage. But I cannot wait to get into it with you all, as I was excited to learn it myself, of what the Word has for us through the Lord today. Let's go ahead and start reading verses 41 through 43 of John chapter 6. The Jews then complained about him because he said, I am the bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is this not the Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said to them, do not murmur among yourselves. And I'm going to stop right there because we're going to see that Jesus, again, has proclaimed himself to be the bread of life. He's proclaiming that if a person believes in him, that they will have everlasting life. Now, this didn't sit well with the Jews. This didn't sit well with them. In fact, they complained. They grumbled about Jesus. All because he said, I am the bread of life. The Jews saw Jesus as a physical man. A physical man. By saying in verse 42, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven? How is this physical man saying that he is the bread of life, that God has sent him from heaven? How is that? We know his mom and his dad. This didn't sit well with them. In fact, they were complaining against it. In Matthew's account, in chapter 13, this is what is said. Is this not the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James, uh, Joseph, Simon, and Judas, and all his sisters? Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? Like, where is he getting this? He must be crazy in his mind. He's the carpenter's son. The issue was that Jesus was, that he proclaimed that he came down from heaven, that he was the bread of life. And Jesus answered them and says, even though they didn't ask him these questions, they were talking amongst themselves. He answers them and says, do not murmur, meaning do not whisper or mumble among yourselves. The Jews complained. They grumbled because Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Jesus has offended the people. He has offended the Jews with the words of truth. And his words of truth upset the people. The Bible is truth. Truth that many, again, are offended by. As followers of Jesus, disciples, we must remember that Jesus is the word. As we are told in John chapter 1, verse 1, And then again in John chapter 1, verse 14. Therefore, the words contained within these pages, within your pages, are truth. And we must not fall into the trap of being PC. 
political correct. But instead of being PC, let us be JC, Jesus correct. We have to be PC though, right, Pastor? I mean, in our workplaces, we have to be PC because we don't want to lose our job. I understand that, that you have that concern. But know that Jesus said that if you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added unto you. He will take care of you. He will take care of you. So instead of being PC, as a believer, we need to be JC. Not only, though, in the topic of marriage, but other topics the Bible speaks against. How will you answer? How will you answer? Jesus said this, But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. If that saying from Christ doesn't pierce your heart and open up your eyes, I don't know what's going on with inside you. That pierces me. How many times have I denied? And if you have denied, rest assured though, because if you confess and you say, I'm sorry for denying you, just as Peter denied Christ three times, Jesus Christ though did what with Peter? He restored him. But instead of denying, why not be equipped with not to deny? Why not, why not be equipping yourselves with the word of God so that you don't have to deny him? I had an interesting quote that I was brought to my attention this week by John Quincy Adams. The duties are our responsibilities, but the results are up to God. So the duty for us is to stand firm in the truth and the word of God. The results of that, what the outcome of that is, that's up to God. A great quote, you know. As man and woman, we have a choice either to remain in Faithful in the truth, being J.C., Jesus correct, or compromise and be politically correct. The choice is yours. It's yours. It's what you're going to do with it and where do you fall. So moving on, Jesus then goes on to say this, that uh, in verse 44, he says, no one, can come to the, me, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore, everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. So Jesus goes on to say here in our text, after the Jews have been uh, offended by his speech about being the bread of life and coming down from heaven, He says to them, no one can come to me unless God draws him. In the last days, then he says, I will raise that person up. The Jews believed that they were a part of God because of their heritage. Because of Moses and the law. But Jesus then speaks the truth to them by saying, God has to draw you. You being individual. See, once a person responds to God's polling and leading that person will be saved because God will be leading them to who? Jesus Christ. And Jesus said that no one can come to the Father except through me. And so by God leading man to him, he's leading 
man to himself through Jesus Christ. And then Jesus said that those who are led and drawn, by, drawn in by the Father will be raised up in the last day. Now the last day, according to Revelations 20, there will be judgment on this day. And people who have not responded to God's drawing will perish. Why will they perish? Because they didn't come to Jesus. They didn't answer the call of God. Now on the flip side of the coin, on this day, those who did respond will be saved. They will have eternity with Christ and with God because they did respond to God's leading of them to himself. Now, how does God draw man to Jesus? How does God draw man to himself? A major way is through the Holy Spirit. The Bible says this in John 16, However, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me. He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All the things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Jesus speaking there, uh, speaking about the helper, the one who is to come, the helper who is already have come, the Holy Spirit. So God uses the Holy Spirit, his spirit, to draw man to himself through Jesus Christ. Now, God is a proud father. He's a proud father, and he's proud of his son, the only begotten. The Bible says in Luke 9.35, And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. Hear him. See, God wants man to hear his son, Jesus. God draws man. He wants us to come to him, but he wants us to come to him through his son, Jesus. Why? Because Jesus is God, and Jesus is perfect. And he is the only way that man can get to God is through Christ. Because God's drawing man to Jesus, this would take the stress off of us as believers in Christ when you're sharing the gospel. I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I'm, I think, I'm like, okay, I know that I need to be sharing my faith with others. And sometimes it's kind of scary and like, oh, what do I say? Will I offend them? Uh, how will I word this uh, to them? But this, knowing that God draws man, should take the stress off of you. Because it's not your job to draw people to Jesus. That's God's job. It's our job to present and share the gospel and to love others. The, really, if you look at it, the job of a Christian is actually not that difficult. Love God, love others, and tell others about Jesus. The difficult part, the heart change, that's up to God. That's up to Him. And if you're thinking that you're good with God because of your family roots, just as the Jews had thought, let me just tell you this morning, you have to come individually to Him yourself. You cannot be saved through your parents, through your grandparents. And I've heard many times, I'm a Christian, I've always been a Christian. My parents were Christians. Great for them. Have you made that personal decision to follow Jesus Christ? God is the only one that can give salvation. Pastor Eric Kluth's message today gave us a greater insight into the incredible life that Jesus led in his time here on earth. His life and death are the basis of the Christian faith, 
and we hope you've been encouraged in your faith by what you heard today. As we close this edition of Grace to the Hearers, we'd like to tell you how you can receive a free copy of today's message. Simply send an email to info at gracetothehearers.com and be sure to include today's date and where we can send you a CD. You can also call us at 520-723-7047 to speak to us in person. That number again is 520-723-7047. Be sure to visit our website as well to discover more about Grace to the Hearers, Pastor Eric, and what our goal is with this ministry. We'd also like to ask that you consider partnering with us in prayer as we continue to expand this ministry. Grace to the Hearers and other ministries like it are valuable tools that God is using to further His kingdom on earth. And we feel that God is calling us to reach more and more people with this broadcast. Would you join us in praying for this ministry and the people who are hearing Pastor Eric's messages? We are incredibly blessed to be able to share God's Word with you already. And we would be honored to have you interceding for us as well. From all of us on the broadcasting team, we want to say thank you for listening today. Join us again as we continue our deeper look at the book of John, next time on Grace to the Hearers. 